And we're back with the final episode of both the year and the decade. I do not get tired of making that really terrible joke. <laughs> I'm Corey. Sahara's with me. It's the last episode of That's Prom. Not forever, just for the year. Well, yeah, for the decade. <laughs> for the decade, Sahara. I'm sorry. I just had to make the joke back. <laughs> um. So, yeah, we're, I mean, we get it for a lot of people who are in western culture this is a certain holiday period or you know if you're jewish there's hanukkah going on too it's not like the most important holiday but hanukkah is still going on hanukkah and christmas and kwanzaa and all that stuff um so we're just doing kind of a grab bag episode yeah it's gonna be great yeah and i'm probably gonna be eating well, in that case, then, while Corey takes a bite of whatever it is that she's getting to eat, I'll start us off. So the first thing that we kind of wanted to talk about, we mentioned this briefly, is that there are, in fact, Muslims who celebrate Christmas. And no, it's not haram. Unless you're celebrating it for the same reasons Christians do. Because that kind of goes against them. <laughs> not celebrating it for the reasons Christians no, 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 do. No, no, no. That just... well, here's the thing, though. The church, when I was Christian, the church I grew up with didn't celebrate Christmas that way. Yeah. Because... The Church of Christ was like, well, we don't know that Christ was born on Christmas, so you should just celebrate him in your heart every day and stop making a big stupid deal about the nativity. So our church never did nativity scenes, and I grew up in a house that you only celebrated secular Christmas and being there with the family anyway. So all right. Christmas is for me is it's time to be with the family. Exactly. And pretty sparkly Chris Yeah, I mean, that's pretty much it. There's obviously a discussion about like commercialization, blah, blah, blah. We're not here for that. What we want to talk about instead is just a little bit about how Muslims do celebrate Christmas and also how Muslims in countries that are predominantly Muslim celebrate Christmas, because I think that's kind of two different stories, right? So in America, we're obviously both from the U.S. We're talking about this specific standpoint. I mean, you can't go anywhere without some kind of Christmas imagery smacked up in your face. I mean, let's be real. We've got Christmas advertisements starting before Halloween in some places, which is kind of scary because that's October. So that's pretty intense. But what we're talking about here is just like how people who are Muslim celebrate Christmas with their friends who are Christian or aren't, you know, Christian. There are a lot of people who grew up in places where Christmas was celebrated in the Middle East by predominantly Christian neighborhoods and communities. And so when they move to other countries like the U.S., they also celebrate it. I actually got to visit Jordan for a study abroad program when I was in college, and we actually went to see we went in the spring, so we did not get to see lights. But we went to see the tallest Christmas tree that is in the Middle East. It's in um, a predominantly Christian neighborhood, but a lot of Muslim people celebrate Christmas with their neighbors in that neighborhood, and they're actually Muslim women and men who carol with the Christian Mus- the Christian Muslim men. What? They're Christian men and women in Jordan. So there are definitely places where Christmas is celebrated in areas where you would be like, oh, that's kind of odd. I wasn't expecting a tree that's this large. So that's really cool. And then obviously, as Corey just said, like, clearly she's celebrating with her family. And then for me, going up, I didn't do anything for Christmas. We were very much the stereotypical, let's go get Chinese food kind of situation. But now when I'm with my friends, sometimes I go to their houses for Christmas. Because for me, it's time to just see my friends and family that are not in my biological family. And then also just getting to spend time with people. Because let's be real, if we're going to be in a country where a lot of people are Christian and Christmas is a big deal, I might as well milk the 12 million days of off that I get for school and spend time with people because I'm not going to get that time anywhere else anyway. Exactly. It's not like in the U.S. we get time off for Eid. 
Nope. And if we do, we always have to tell our boss or our teacher, and then we always have to go to our mosque and be like, can I have an excuse? Because otherwise they're going to dock me, which is really silly because there are a lot of Muslims and other religious groups in the world now and always have been. And we still have problems with schools that are fighting. They're, the parents of kids were like, literally, they were gone for prayer. They're not just skipping class because they want to. Come on. Yeah. So, I mean, like, it, we're, everybody else has the time off anyway. We might as well take advantage of it. And, again, it is nice because, like I said, for me, it's predominantly I get to spend time with my family. There's days off of work that, you know, we're getting holiday pay for that I can just go back and be with my family for a few days. Because I don't live anywhere close to them. And I only get to see right. them twice a year. So this is like one of the two times of the year I get to see them. And I think what's really interesting is because the Islamic calendar moves, since it's based off of the lunar calendar, very rarely, like once every I'm going to have the math wrong, but I want to say it's 10 years, 15 years, whatever. Since the months are moving, at one point in time, it is in fact that E just happens to be in the same time. So for like one time every however many years, all of us are celebrating our holidays at the exact same time. Or at least I should say us Jewish people and Christian people, not every single religious group ever. That doesn't make sense. But that's kind of fun because then everyone and their mom is celebrating some kind of holiday, which is really nice. And it makes us feel less isolated, I think, because for those of us who don't celebrate Christmas in the context of what we usually see around us, the nativity scene and just the barrage of advertising, it can get really isolating, especially when we have to deal with people who are like, oh, the war on Christmas is here. Starbucks has a cup that doesn't say Merry Christmas, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, there are a lot of people who don't celebrate Christmas, Susan. But the thing is, there are Muslims who celebrate parts of it and part of the festivity, I think, is what is what draws people to it because it is a nice time to get together family and things like that. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say, I'm going to bring this up really quick because Sahara brought up the lunar calendar. Ramadan 2030 is going to be a time because it's predicted to fall on January 6th of 2030. Oh my gosh. No, no, no. So and then can't... again on December 26th of oh, wow. 2030. <laughs> That's really funny and also hilarious because then you will literally be home with your family eating on the 25th question mark and then the next morning you have to wake up and well it'll be in the winter so it won't be as awful you'll wake up at like six and then not get to eat again until six so that's not too bad that's like two months of fasting in one year <laughs> that is wait so wait it's oh it's at the end of the year though for a second i was like they're back to back that doesn't make sense no, see january 6th so, so starting <laughs> yeah so it's in january and it's in december i understand now i have been grading tests all day it, Excuse my, you know, struggle bus in. Although I'm always struggle busting on here, so whatever. That's pretty yes, cool, though. Literally in about 10 years, we're going to have two Ramadans <laughs> in one year. We'll, oh, we'll, we'll see what actually happens and how we celebrate, observe that. But I mean, but that also, hmm. Anyways, we're getting sidetracked here. The moral mm-hmm. of that story is that we're going to get to fast twice in a year, but then Eid will fall in two different years. So that's nice. Because that would be that would be intense if we had to celebrate four Eids in a year. Mathematically, it's impossible. But my brain immediately went there because, like I said, I've been getting tests all day. We would gain so much weight. <laughs> I well, or you'd end up losing a lot depending on. No, well, I'm you know, talking like, about like for Eid. Uh, yeah, that, that's fair because it's just back to back. Moral of the story is: Muslims do in fact celebrate Christmas. It's not the end of the world. There's a lot of really cool articles actually that I was finding when I was looking for a picture of the tree, which will absolutely. 
include in our little write-up section underneath the podcast, like, um, about, like, lots of people who just, like I said, like, they grew up in the Middle East, they celebrate Christmas with their family and friends, but it wasn't the commercialized approach. So when they got here, they were like, what, what is Santa? I don't understand who is Santa. Who, who whom is this man and why is he coming into my why home? Why is Coke so important and why are there polar bears? Also, speaking of speaking of which, when I was five, I told a person Santa was not real and that five-year-old did not like me for the rest of their life. I felt really bad, but I didn't know I wasn't supposed to break the secret. So if you are a non-Christian person who has a child, maybe tell the child not to ruin it for other children because they will cry and they will go to the teacher and the teacher will have to sit you down and be like, you're not in trouble. But also, here's this whole thing about Santa. And then you'll go home and your mom will be like, oh, crap. By the way, the tooth fairy isn't real. Don't tell anyone. And neither is the Easter Bunny. And you'll just be like, (laughs) why are adults lying to their children? What is happening? So it's a good time. I'm sure the child now has no idea. Like, they probably don't even remember. I don't even remember their name. I just remember them immediately busting into tears and me being like, I didn't kick them, I promise. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. That is terrible. I didn't kick them. I was kind of a bratty, violent. I just didn't know how to control my, my, you know, like they tell you in the roller coasters, keep all body parts in the little car. I didn't really understand like that. And also I was a tiny child who got bullied. So sometimes my only response was, well, you're a jerk. So I'm going to kick you and run away. Anyways, getting off track. The point is, if you have kids, tell them not to tell other people Santa isn't real because they'll be sad. And yeah. End of story. Yeah. (laughs) So anyways, Um, moving on. Yeah, other things we wanted to talk about, like we said, variety bag. Doctor Who's coming back. Oh my gosh, super exciting! Literally Day, on the first. Apparently, it's a two-parter and very called intense. Spyfall, which is hilarious. Oh my god, um, so that's exciting. But more and then Khan. Yes, and also other Muslim characters, which is pretty cool. We're mm-hmm. gonna cry. We'll have an episode about it. We're gonna cry again while we talk about it in the episode. It'll be good stuff. Other things that are really cool. So, obviously, in our last podcast episode, we talked at length about how tired we were about people writing the same old story. And then, literally, two weeks later, a trailer was released for a six-episode short series called East of La Brea. And I will just read you all the the definition. Good Lord. The description. Um, It follows 20-something roommates. A black Muslim woman, Aisha Hassan, and a Bangladeshi American, which is super cool because we never get Bangladeshi Muslims. It's always a Pakistani girl or an Indian girl. Not that they're not important or like a Middle Eastern girl, but like my people exist too. Anyways, <laughs> Farha, <laughs> Farha Munshi, and the two of them are roommates, and the two women are struggling to cope with and understanding their neighborhood and ethnic communities in Los Angeles because the whole community that they're in, the La Brea Street, from my understanding, is super, super diverse. They've got people from all over the world living there. And what's really cool is there's not really this, you know, feeling about it being about men or women or a love interest. It's just about the two of them really learning how to live together and dealing with their, you know, we're in our 20s. Exactly. We're supposed to have jobs and we don't really know what we're doing. And one of them smokes weed. I think they both do. do, which is Yeah. And so I'm really excited. It's coming out of this... um, program but from paul fag's company production company powder keg and what it's called is it's um oh of course now i'm blanking but the way that it's working is they just bring writer groups together so they'll have like here's like six weeks like pull together the story and this is going to be the first one that's released we'll put a link to the trailer currently for some reason the original trailer just doesn't seem to exist i don't know if their youtube account they're redoing it 
But it's really fun. As soon as I watched it, I sent it to Corey and we freaked out for a solid 10 minutes because what the heck? It would have been perfect to include in our It was literally episode. everything we were wanting to see. And we were exactly. like, where was this when we were recording our last episode? So once it's out and if we can watch it for free, we'll absolutely link it. We'll, you know, include any descriptions or how you can get your hands on it. And then we'll totally watch it all and do um, an episode on it because it looks really cool. And I'm just really excited because there were some writers involved. The um, There was a nonprofit involved in their whole work that they do, Muslim Arc. They focus on anti-racist Muslim community building. And so I'm sure and hopeful, fingers crossed, that everything with a black Muslim woman will be dealt with appropriately and realistically in a way that isn't awful because... Even when we have black Muslims in media, depending on who's writing it, it can be problematic, as we've talked about it like before. So that's another thing we're really excited about. Hopefully then 2020 will be the year of better Muslim representation and just representation in general, one can hope. Speaking of 2020, um, though. Yeah. Miss Marvel. Yes, it's happening at some point. <laughs> yes. Um, last news was we can look towards like the end of 2020 when they said the filming should be done. Yes. So there is going to be a lot going on. Uh, Also, on the comics end, um, I don't think Sahara follows this as much, but um, G. Willow Wilson has departed because she had to go save Wonder Woman. Yes. And we've had our new writer. We were kind of like, well, I don't know if he's going to truly get Kamala like G. Willow Wilson did. But Saladin right. Ahmed is the one who took over. And I love him. He's doing this whole thing where Miss Kamala got herself a Cree-originated super suit. And it oh, has that's gone, fun. Oh, no, 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 no. It's gone rogue death mode on her. <laughs> oh, oh, that's, that's not fun. I take it back. I'm sorry. I was wrong. <laughs> so it's Really interesting twist that kind of reminds me a little bit of uh, Spider-Man and Venom, but, you know, obviously there's enough difference to it, but I'm like, the last uh, issue just kind of showed it, and we're like, what? Yeah, that's pretty intense. But he still keeps the same, it's still Kamala, so I, I absolutely love what he's doing with it, and I can say so far... He is just he gets the he gets Kamala and he is writing her very well. Um and as far as her new show goes, we have a showrunner. Oh my gosh, we do. No, we have a showrunner. We don't know the casting yet, but I'm going to assume if they're talking about having production wrapped up by the end of the twenty twenty. They we, must be doing something. Yeah, they they revealed the working title for it. It's called what? Jersey. What? How? <laughs> the working title when they're filming, where, you know, where the suns are all labeled up like X title is filming here. Apparently, the working title is Jersey. That's really funny, which makes well, sense. Well, I mean, Paul's also... hometown is Jersey City, <laughs> right? So. Right. And like That's we talked about before, uh, Visha K. Ali is going to be the showrunner and head writer for this she was previously a writer for the four weddings and a funeral reboot which i mm-hmm. have not seen so i don't know how that's going to go but i am i'm excited that they're trying to be authentic with you know who's running this who's writing this so we don't know casting yet 
but I have reasons so far to be hopeful. Now, if it's a total tire fire and it's bad, <laughs> and, you know, Sahara and I are going to be talking about it on an episode. Yes. Yeah, because, I mean, huh, trusting anyone is hard, but trusting Especially Disney after American Gods. What just went down oh, with American Gods. Oh, man. Speaking of That's Haram, That's Haram that's for this episode. Yes. Too many people are being fired, essentially. And I will preface this with the understanding that, yes, the book, where they are in the book and the show, you know, some of the characters don't exist. A lot of these characters who are now leaving had been expanded for the show. But here's the thing. The, the show stopped following the book literally after, like, four episodes. And as someone who really enjoyed the first season and literally one of my friends went to New York Comic Con and got it signed by the two actors who played Salim and the Jinn, and it's literally in my room right now, I am super disappointed that now two of the actors are gone. Mr. Nancy's Orlando Jones and Musa, I want to say his last name right, Kreish. And so now they're both leaving. And I'm like, what is the point? Also, if you take the gin out, then like, what does Salim do? I don't know. I'm just really uncomfortable by all of this. I think the show should have just kind of disappeared after the first season because anyone with that many showrunner changes, it's literally like one of my favorite TV columnists like to talk about, Leslie Goldberg on The Hollywood Reporter, has more showrunner changes in seasons like Designated Survivor, and we all know where that one, it went to Netflix and then it died. So I'm very frustrated and really disappointed because I wrote a whole article about Salim. I called him the cinnamon roll back when cinnamon rolls were like the biggest thing in fandom. He was the true cinnamon roll and everything was great. And now it's really haram and sad. And so hopefully we will have other Muslim characters who are really awesome follow suit. And these actors will get to go on to do other things. It's just really disappointing because it just shows that even though it's 2019, going into 2020, and there's been a lot of talk about like shifting how showrunners work with their actors and crew, there are still people who are just awful. And actually, speaking of which, this isn't related to a Muslim character, but um, one of the actors from Teen Wolf retweeted about all this and was like, at least you found out you were being let go. I didn't even know I was fired. And I'm just like, what are we doing? You don't do this. That's not how life works. You tell people what? when they're not working I didn't anymore. I not about this. Yes, I do not know his name because I never followed Teen Wolf. But let me find out for you and I can repeat his tweet. See, I'm also living in fear because they cast um, a Native American woman for a character, Devery Jacobs. And I'm just like, is she next? Yeah. Is she next? Yeah. And she's an openly queer actress to boot. And I'm just like, uh... And she's also a big deal in the books. Like, she's a large part of the second half. I know, um, okay. but Mr. Nancy is a big deal in the books. And they just, like, yeeted him right out. Oh, well, no, you're right. I agree. I will say real briefly, I think part of the issue that's happening here as well is that Orlando Jones literally wrote part of the scripts. Like, he had to get approval from the Writers Guild Association because you're not allowed to do that as a cast member. You're not supposed to be writing. Like, that's literally the premise of having a writer's room, right? Mm -hmm. um, and so they got in a lot of trouble, and he didn't say a lot about it, but of course, invest people who are doing their journalism found it. Actually, in fact, Leslie Goldberg, who I just mentioned, she wrote a piece about it. So did Maureen Ryan, if you want to look those up. Really great pieces about what was going on behind the scenes. And if it hadn't been for him, none of the people, none of the actors of color would have had lines because the the show was such a disaster going into season two because of all shorter changes. Anyhow, um, the person who tweeted it is Keahu Kauhani. I hope I pronounced that properly. He played, um, who did he play? I know nothing about Wolf Teen. Uh, Wolf Teen. <laughs> Can you spell it for me? Yeah, K-E-A-H-U, K-A-H-U-N-U-I. 
I think it's yeah. Mr. Nate there. Yeah. Yes. So he played somebody in the. He played Danny Mahaliani in the television series yeah. Tingle. So anyway, that's, those of you who watched really the show, because that well, mm. you well, know. you've got a native Hawaiian actor that I'm just like, oh, that's great. Yeah. So as you can see, I, I know I nothing about too. this show, <laughs> but um, he he retweeted and was like, at least you knew it. And so of course, understandably, people who used to watch the show, people who follow his um, career now, were like, this is really gross and unacceptable. Long story short. It's really frustrating, and, you know, that's where I'm about all of this. I just hope that they will get to go on to other things. It's just, it's also just sad, because, again, we've talked at length on That's Wrong, Ladies First. Like, there are Muslim gay characters who are being written, but there's still so much more room because we don't get a bunch of characters in the first place. So if statistically you've only got a few, it becomes really problematic. Yeah. But, but, but we do have, was it East of La Brea? Yes. Is it? Is that how you say it? I don't, I'm not from Yeah, it's La Brea. My bad, y'all. So, that's happening. And I'm sure we'll hear more. And at least we know that no matter what, unless knocks on wood, something weird happens, Doctor Who will treat us well. Yes. And I'm like, I have... I don't even trust that easily, but they did so well with Yaz in the first season, and they were so right. respectful that I'm like, I'm trusting you, and I am going to be, like, disappointed forever if you fuck this up yeah like i'm never gonna trust the show again if you fuck this up (laughs) exactly i also (laughs) the other thing too is like i don't even go here this is the first series of doctor who i've ever even watched because so many of the people i trust who are like no you should do it it's worth it and then four episodes later Corey and i were before rabbit got yeeted off the internet and it was great (laughs) (laughs) speaking of rabbit i'll miss that's haram as well goodbye Um, anyways, long story short, I don't know. Did we have another topic? Variety, variety grab bag. I think that was it. Yeah. We, talk about. I mean, we're dropping this on the day after Christmas. We know most of y'all have other stuff you'd rather be doing because as we talked about, if you live in the U.S. or another country that has days off for Christmas, you might as well take advantage of getting them off while you have them because we don't get it later in the year. So it's really just kind of a quick end of the year, things we're going to be looking forward to. Again, don't forget, uh, Doctor Who comes back on New Year's Day. Um, I believe it is actually a two-parter, and then they'll start up weekly. We don't even have any holidays in December. I literally just looked to see if there's anything that we could even tell you about to, like, educate y'all. No, we don't have any December holidays this year. So... 2030. 2030. Yeah. <laughs> Man, if we're still doing that strong in 2030, I will appreciate each and every one of you who's listening to us then because... <laughs> that is some dedication. <laughs> wow, we will be... I will be many years old then. Thank you for listening. I hope you all enjoyed this variety bag. We're trying to do some more different things so it's not just us venting about the system. As fun as those episodes are, we want to make things more fun and informative for y'all. We'll make sure to include links to everything below, etc. Again, though, if you do have questions um, about Muslims or Islam in general that you are maybe a little bit hesitant to ask people in person, we are happy to assist, you know, provided you aren't asking us something that's, like, ragingly offensive. Uh, But we are happy to assist if you, like, have questions on, you know, do Muslims eat shellfish? I mean, we have an answer for you. The answer is it's complicated, but we have an answer for you. Like everything else. And honestly, you know what? 
I'm going to just say, if you do have a question that you think is offensive, at this point, just make a random Discus account so you can comment and ask us. We, we want to answer because, to be fair, there are sometimes people who just really don't know any better because they've never met any Muslims. I am, in fact, I have met so many people. I can count on I two hands. I met the people who are like, when are you going to marry ISIS men? Like, oh, don't well, ask us that okay. shit. Don't no, ask us that shit. You, listen, you know better. But I'm talking about like, does the question, do you wear that in the shower, bother me? Yes. But there are similar questions in that general purview of, okay, I don't know any better. I just want to learn. We do want to be there to answer. Yeah, because otherwise, we understand content. that trying to look some of this stuff up on Google is hard. And thanks to certain algorithms, you may go down a not good rabbit hole that we don't want you to go down. So if you have those type of questions and you're like, I don't know that... I can comfortably ask this, and it may be offensive, but I'm legitimately not meaning it to be. Go ahead and ask us that. We're happy yeah. to at least be like, okay, here's the thing. <laughs> yeah. So, thanks for listening. Merry Christmas to those of you who celebrate. Happy Hanukkah to those of you who celebrate. Happy Have Hanukkah. a happy and All a safe of- New Year. We recommend not drinking on New Year's night because, or New Year's Eve because, you know, haram. But if you are going to drink, please drink responsibly and have a designated driver and do not drive. Yeah, that's our PSA. Yeah. We really need it, though. We care about you, and we are totally adults. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, us laughing at Thea makes it sound like we're not being serious, but we absolutely are. Seriously, though, send us questions. Thank you for listening for our first year of That's From. I can't believe we went by this quickly. I never thought anyone would care to listen to me rant about all of this stuff. We all really do appreciate it. And here we are. Also, don't forget to check out our other podcasts. And I quote, I have a list this time in my head. (laughs) Not an actual list. We're just pulling from memory again. Unabashed book snobbery. The fandomentalist, don't laugh. The fundamentalists, right to survive. Ladies first. Beneath the screen of the ultra critics, we also have our newly launched The Fandom Meeples, which kind of talks more about um, RPG tabletop gaming content. And next year, I will also be working on another podcast called Fandom Unfiltered, where we are going to be talking to creatives about their work and then their fandoms and what they like and dislike. So that's going to be fun. Oh, my God. I'm so excited. I can't tell if you mean that or not. (laughs) No, I do. I am. I'm sorry. I am. I just didn't want to. Make it so loud that anyone listening has to turn the volume on. I am really excited. That's super fun. So, yeah, we have oh my some gosh, fun How cool. Stuff Look at us. Yeah, I know. We're talking to creatives. We're getting, we're a real, I mean, we've always been real, but we're becoming big kids. Well, okay, I'm sorry. Hold your horses. Don't make them think I'm going to be talking to, like, major TV shows here. I don't know. We could try. The expectations could low. <laughs> All right. Thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you so much for 2019. We will catch you again in the next decade. I had to say it. I had to. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.